morning and welcome back to Sharpen the Iron podcast, where it is my job to share with you tools, lessons, inspiration, and ideas to help you sharpen your iron mind, empowering you to go out and walk with God day by day to maximize your life. Today, we are talking about your ego versus your soul. And this is a little lesson that came to me, so I'm going to try to lay this idea or this lesson out. And I think really this is something to stay aware of in your life. And personally, I feel especially for men. And this is something I have always struggled with and may continue to do so. But awareness and reframing has helped tremendously. And the example that helps me lay it out is to imagine it's the first day of something. Maybe it's at a new school, a new gym, or a new workplace. Most likely, the people in this new setting are also all new to you. They're all strangers. This place is unknown to you. Literally, it's, it's like the unknown. It's like a dark forest because you don't know these people. You've never been to this place. And even if you have, you just don't have much experience here. You're not very comfortable yet. So it is quite literally the deep waters, the uncharted waters, or the dark forest. So what your brain automatically does is to make you feel like you're in a foreign land. And everyone around you, in a way, is a foreigner, an alien. You are hyper aware, and especially as a man, you immediately start to seek out where you fall in some sort of dominance hierarchy. Where am I compared to this guy or that guy? Where do I stand? You go through all your memories and start to evaluate, in what ways am I better than him? What skills do I have that make me superior? You start to see yourself as superior or inferior, and you evaluate how other people look at look as well, right? Looks, what people are wearing, in comparison to yourself. And I believe this is a natural response. This is your flesh. These processes and the system that is evaluating the room and the people around you, it's a very archaic system. It's used to protect us. However, it is very ego, egoic. Um, Because your ego goes right into comparing and believing that it is you versus someone else. And it serves a great purpose, but it's the starting point and something to be aware of because it's not a good medium to long-term solution. I think as well, um, upon when I'm just speaking, it just made me think about how when immediately we go into a room and start comparing ourselves, it shows that we are maybe very insecure you know, we immediately start have to start comparing ourselves to someone else to make us feel superior and or we feel inferior to other people. And so it reveals maybe a lot of insecurity in, in within ourselves. And I'll get to that in a little bit as well. So the idea that came to me that I'm trying to lay out is this. My ego says it's me versus you, but my soul says I can learn from you. You are my brother and she is my sister. These lenses are two opposite ends. These thing, example, this example is just things on two opposite ends of the spectrum, right? One is pride, competition, ego, and flesh. It's essentially war, me versus you. It's fear, and really at the death of all that is death because death is the ultimate, that's at the, the bottom of everything. While the other, the other side of the coin, the token, is it's union, We are all family. I can learn and grow from you. It is love. 
And there are two ways we can begin to live and see the world. One through this lens of fear and competition, or the other through love, brotherhood, sisterhood. Again, this is something I have so often struggled with, but have begun to get much better at. And I believe it is because of what Paul says in Romans 12 too. God will renew and change our minds. He will give us a new way to see, a way that is good and pleasing to him, revealing his will to us. I think this process happens through awareness of the fact that, okay, I am looking at everyone else through this lens of competition and then becoming aware of that there's a different way. There's a different way to see you. This is, doesn't have to be the only lens I look through. And so applying, putting on a different pair of glasses, trying to look at others in this different way. And so much of that for me comes through prayer um, just praying for other people, just talking with God about what you're seeing, what you're going through, bringing things into the light. You have to shine the light in to bring awareness to something. And I would walk into a room and immediately start to compare myself to others. I would see competition, not brothers and sisters. That was the lens I was looking. I was looking at that lens of competition, looking through the lens of competition and fear. As I started new classes this semester, I remember vividly, I, I walked into my comp Composition 2 class and I immediately felt this nervousness. And maybe it was nervousness and excitement, but there was also some fear in there. And I knew it was an irrational fear. There's no reason to be afraid. I'm not, right, it's, it's, I'm in a safe place. And I worked to remind myself, myself that these are my brothers and sisters. They are no different than me. And the more I worked to see through the lens the more comfort I've found, um, the more I've been able to get, engage with people, make new friends, see others in me and myself in them. You know, I so often in classes, I've noticed so many people, we just keep to ourselves. We'll look down on our phone. Um, we won't engage with each other. And we never, we'll sit for, across from people and never even get to know their names or call them by their names, you know? And so I'm trying to break a part of that. Um, and so this has helped a lot with it. And also, another thing that I want to mention is where do you find your confidence, which has helped play a role in this as well. So part of this shift has been a matter of where I find my confidence. You know, when I'm comparing myself to others, what am I, what am I really comparing? You know, I was so often comparing, you know, thinking about my accomplishments, what, I, what I've done. And it was running. I kept going back to running and working out. That's that's what I had. That was where I found some assurance in myself. And I was comparing. I found my confidence in that. So that's what I was judging myself, trying to you know, weigh myself against other people. But that's a very fragile thing. And it's an illusion. And that goes back to what I was talking about with the insecurity. Like it's a very insecure thing that I have to judge my worth based off running which, I mean, it, 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 just, it seems silly when you really put it into words, but it's, uh, it just shows maybe the insecurity that was going on within. But this time away from running has helped me find confidence in something much greater than myself. You know, my confidence has become more rooted in what Jesus did for me on the cross. And I know this seems like a very crazy thing to say, but there is nothing I can do that is going to save me. No matter how many miles I run, how many good acts I have, 
when I come before God, there's nothing I can do that's going to save me. Because again, at the root of this, at the root of everything is the fear of death. And so I think that's what we try to do on earth is try to build up, store up treasures here on earth to protect ourselves from death. But the only thing running ultra marathons isn't going to save me from Jack. It won't save me from death. It won't give me everlasting life. It is only in Christ Jesus through what he has done that I can find the path to God, that I can be saved because he has done the work. His yoke is light, he tells us, because the work's been done, right? We still have to go out and live the the Christian way, follow his teachings, follow Jesus, but what really matters has been done. And so that's why his yoke is light. And that's why I've begun to get little glimpses of it, right? Where I feel that I just, for a moment, I can hold on to that. My confidence is in him. And I'm working to go deeper into this confidence. Um, But for me, there's become so much assurance in what he has done. I think in part, this has helped take away the ego a bit. It's helped me fear a bit less because I'm no longer comparing myself, what I've accomplished to other people. It's, I'm just finding confidence in what Jesus has done on the cross, who, who my God is. It's helped me love a bit more um, because death has been overcome. You know, we are all one. It's not me versus you. We're not in competition. That fear that drives competition, death is at the root of that. And lastly, I would like to mention that the world is infinitely complex. It's full of niches. It's like a tree, right? Each branch branch goes off in so many directions, but it's even more complex than that. Each branch, each stick, right? There's so many ways in which, you know, you can be a banker, you can be a lawyer, you can be a doctor, and you can be a, a nurse. You can. There's so many different avenues. The world is full of these niches. And Bob Dylan said, why wait any longer for the world to begin? you can have your cake and eat it too, right? There's so many different avenues and channels and opportunities for everyone. There is plenty of cake to go around. Another success is not a threat to yours, but a reminder of what's out there, of what's possible. You know, it's foolish for myself as someone who runs to compare myself to someone who fishes, to an engineer, to a barber, right? There's just so many different channels where there's so much opportunity so many unique opportunities that cannot be compared to each other. And there's plenty of cake to go around for all of us. I believe that. So I I hope you guys found something in this lesson that I am slowly working on learning. Um, Thank you very much for listening. And as always, I will see you next time and sharpen the iron.